the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. Hey, welcome back. Hour number two, Lifeline, with Pastor Phil Howard tonight. The truth for today. Hold on. Rented lips. The truth for today edition of Lifeline. you got to use Mr. Tongue, Mr. Lips. Together they form words and... That's what makes radio. So anyway, we are talking tonight about grace, and it's been a marvelous conversation. We trust you've been encouraged as we spend some time in God's Word tonight uh, exploring this amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. If you'd like to join the conversation, we are here at 888-367-5329. That is 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. You'd like to join the conversation? We will let you. We're, we're not opposed to that. As we continue on this journey of exploration in grace, how stout is it? I, and and again, I you know I, I've got another verse that's you know rolling through my brain that kind of uh, leads me to believe that it's stouter than most would think. But how stout is it? I mean, it, it, is this is this something that is for even the worst of the worst of the worst? Is it something that you can a- actually expire or uh, sneak out of? How, how strong is this grace? Well, it's interesting that uh, when you think of all that God has gone to, all the effort to save you, uh, and then all that's at your disposal to keep you. His, his, he's praying for us in John 17, keep these in the world. Uh, is his spirit in us? Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I said to someone, I, I don't believe in sinless perfection, but I do sin less because I know him. And uh, it's, it's hard to live with a spirit that doesn't threaten you as much as he gets sorrowful in you. And that's the verse I was trying to do not quench the Holy Spirit. I mean, to talk about the security of the believer, man, you can camp on just that verse alone. Yes. He's not going to leave. He's going to suffer the quenching. He's going to suffer the grief. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, elsewhere, Paul says. This is pretty tough stuff. Pretty tough stuff. Well, it's the issue that you remember he said in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, he said, we should judge ourselves that we be not condemned with the world. Right. He said, the world, when they sin, death is the sentence. For us, it's chastening. And he changes it to a fam, never in court again. Right. We will never be in court for the crime. But it's, it's amazing when you find out the judge has become your father. Hmm. Through Jesus Christ, and so that uh, uh, me being the baby of seven children, and my dad already having buried two boys, and leaving Kansas broke, 
uh, with $5 and saying goodbye to my mother on a bus with two children. My mother's breasts had already dried up from nursing, but the only thing she had to give my brother was a dried up breast. Mm. And the bus driver and two other women started buying her breakfast because she never got off the bus. So I'm going to tell you, the tenderness, he was a strict disciplinarian and spanked more than he needed to, especially the older children. I thank God I'm the last. And the older ones remind me. But it is something. uh, I was caught in a uh, thieving ring that I, I started when I was about seven. The store was closing down. And I got these boys to help me that there was just one clerk. They'd go in the back to get goods. And those little seven-year-olds were grabbing candy, Cokes, running, you know, big crime. And But when I was doing that, that day when we were going back, we are riding our bikes, I spit. And when I spit, I hit Jerry Cox in the face. And he thought I meant it. And I didn't. Well... Jerry spills the beans to his mother. Well, his mother happened to go to church with my folks. Whoops. And so we're in the project. She <laughs> takes me, walks me down, takes me in to see uh, my dad. Said, Mr. Howard, you know, who's a deacon probably, said, your boy's been stealing and this, this. And so my dad said, let's go to the bedroom. Well, that's where the spankings were administered. And we go in there, and I said, oh, boy, here it comes. And uh, this is what happened. I'll never forget it. He uh, started talking to me. He said, "Uh, Philip, do you know what your dad does for a living? No, I really didn't. He said, I was in the air today about 100 feet. He said, I was walking on steel maybe six inches wide. He said, "Uh, I've seen men fall off of it to their death. Uh, He said, uh, you know why I was up there? I said, no. He said, so my children wouldn't have to be thieves. He said, "Uh, do I provide enough candy? He was a depression survivor. We always had candy. And between three of us kids, we probably put up $50,000 just in dental bills because we ate so much candy. Uh, he said, don't I provide it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, what are we doing? What's this? Get the belt. Let's get it over with. And uh, he, he then he said, examine. Look, he put out his hands, and his hands were drawn up. My brother David has much. And he said, do you know where I got those calluses and stuff? I said, no. He said, holding a 50-pound rivet gun. He said, "Uh, I've been driving rivets all day up in the air. And he said, you're breaking my heart uh, to think that my boy has to steal candy uh, or that I'm not a provider for you. Because he said, see, my dad wouldn't give me sweets. My dad was mean. I fled at 14. I started riding rails and started doing weed harvests. He said, but I didn't. I, I never thought I'd be raising some thieves mm. because I risk my life for you every day. I'm telling you, uh, as a seven-year-old boy and as a 77-year-old man today, it still breaks my heart. Mm. And, and he said, uh, I, I just want you to know you break my heart 
if that's what you think you have to do. Guess what? This seven-year-old brat fell into that man's arms and uh, uh, wept a pretty good season. No spanking. No spanking. Uh, but I'll never forget the hands. I'll never forget. I looked at my dad from then on. He would risk his life to keep me from stealing. Mm-hmm. Now, how about the cross? <laughs> and and Jesus says, I want you to examine my hands. Mm-hmm. The wounds were for you. I, I took what you deserved. Mm-hmm. All I want you to do is obey me, mm-hmm. follow me. And I, I love what he said in Galatians 5, 6. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Just trust me and love. Mm. Uh, don't, don't break my heart. Don't make me go through Hebrews 10, another Calvary. I don't want my own children to put me through Calvary again. And uh, that, I tell you, if God has saved you, if you're listening, let me tell you, you forever will not be able to enjoy sin like you did. He, there is a new nature new appetites. Uh, you may stumble in those early days, breaking away from bad influences, bad peers. But let me tell you, he puts a new appetite. New. De- I know all the works of the flesh. They're there, the categories. Haven't done them all, but I could, but for the grace of God. Mm. And I had a man come to me uh, this pastor's conference, and they heard another boy that I pastored when he was a young boy before before he became a medical doctor. And he's introducing me. This is the man that baptized me. This is the man that's my pastor when I was a boy. And this one guy came up to me and he said, uh, I hear you retired. I said, yeah. I hear you. He said, could I shake your hand? I said, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> shook my hands. He said, three of my best pastor friends have just fallen into immorality Mm. and lost the churches. He said, I want to thank you for finishing the race and not bringing shame on the cross Mm. and heartbreak. And I thought, I was just kind of speechless. I didn't know what to say. Because I I thought, there go I, but for the the grace grace of of God. God. For the grace of God. There it is. Grace. We're talking about grace tonight here on Lifeline. Pastor Phil Howard, our guest host this evening for our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. Every fourth Friday of the month, we get a chance to spend time with you here on the radio. We're going to take a quick time out, and Lifeline will continue right after this. Moose is the German Shepherd, now 11, and he's been an amazing dog. Moose is so active and so alert and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has a beautiful coat, and at 11, he'll still run and chase the ball. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. Dynavite for life. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
we tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. My leg was painful, red, and swollen just doing the crossword puzzle. I could have put off telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. He told his doctor and found out his leg pain, swelling, and redness are deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to the lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. If you have one or more of these symptoms, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Some people are minimum Christians, trying to get by in their faith by doing the absolute minimum. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to an example of maximum dedication. We'll look to the example of Mary and see how we too should be asking how much can we do for the Lord. Join us this week for A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m., right here on AM 1100 KFAX. Start your mornings with some truth for today. Pastor Phil Howard and Valley Bible Church of Hercules invite you to tune in weekdays at 5.30 to hear a challenging and life-changing message. Pastor Phil teaches the timeless truths of God's Word in a way that connects with your Christian journey today. Join Valley Bible for Sunday morning worship at 9 or 11. Find out about their other great ministries at valleybible.org and listen to Truth For Today, weekday mornings at 5.30, right here on AM 1100 KFAX. And now, back to Lifeline. That's a nice little plug. I love yes, hearing sir. that. So uh, that, that big, deep denouncer voice guy just told you all about what we're doing tonight. It is the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline here tonight. And uh, Pastor Phil is your host. Pastor, let me... I'm gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a couple of softballs and just lead you on, man. Do it. Is grace limited? Can you be so bad a person that grace, God will go, no, not you. I can't do that. 
is 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 grace limited? Is no. grace something that God can can withhold and say, nah, I'm not going to do that for that person? No. It, as Lewis Chafer would say, grace is never withheld because of demerit. It assumes demerit. It, it assumes that you can't merit it. And uh, it just, uh, look, when you think of the thief on the cross, he, he was a convicted murderer uh, and other crimes against the state, but he was a murderer. We sometimes just think he was a thief, but he was a killer, a thief. And uh, no, no. And I love the story, uh, if you read it, of John Newton. Uh, here's a guy that went to sea at about age 14. His dad was a sea captain. He went there. He was so bad in the British Navy that they uh, kicked him out. He finally became a merchant marine, uh, got involved in the slave trade uh, in Africa, going to the Caribbean. And uh, he says in the biography, Amazing Grace, that he would scan the African women as they were going on, and he picked who he would sleep with on the journey uh, by force. They had no choice. Uh, He was a terrible, terrible man, vile. He was being kicked off of one ship after another. Evil drunk. Evil drunk, fornicator, immoral, bad, and then to write Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I know some additions have cleaned up the wretch. No, leave it in. No, That's what yeah. we wretched, wretched. And so uh, the love of God uh, to plummet steps of who it has reached. You know, uh, I think of Mel Trotter in the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. Yes. He said that before he got saved, his uh, daughter died, and he said at the funeral home, he said he reached down and took off her little patent shoes and hocked them for a bottle of wine. That's how bad off he was. And then God saves him, and he establishes the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. No, you're not too bad to be. You might be too good to be saved, uh-huh. but you never will be too bad. So you could be a Pharisee who sees, and and again, that's this brings up a whole nother. This is a whole nother program. We can't go there. That we we just don't have time. <laughs> I you know, um, the and the reason I bring this up is because I know that there's going to be an awful lot of folks out there who are going to be praying imprecatory prayers for Mr. Putin. We've got the Ukraine issue going on. Yes. We've got this war in, in the Ukraine, and we will spend some time praying for them please, before we close please. out the program tonight. But in light of the subject of grace that we've been discussing tonight, and this may sound offensive to many of our listeners tonight, but hear me out. You need to hear us out. Putin isn't the only one. I, I've, I've got my Bible open to Second Kings chapter 21. You want to talk about the vilest, the worst in all of Scripture, Genesis to Revelation. He is considered the worst. He kills children, and they're not in a theater. Mm. They are killed as they are sacrificed to false gods. He is just a vile, evil man to the point that God judges 
accordingly, and it's pretty stiff. But at the end of it all, God still chases this man to a dungeon in Babylon and saves him, expresses grace to the vilest man in Scripture, Manasseh. I, I, I've got to believe that that grace can be extended to, to the likes of a Putin as well. Absolutely. They, some say that he believes he's on a religious campaign. I read an article that right, uh, right. he thinks the heart of Russian orthodoxy was centered in Kiev, and he wants that city yeah. and uh, whatever. Whatever that is, the fact remains, this grace we've been discussing today is, is radical. It's it's wild. It's uh, it's reckless. As this, I love that song. It's reckless, <laughs> but reckless in the most best of senses. The best. This grace, I, it's extended to people you and I would look at and go, no, we can't. But if we if we took a serious look at a mirror, we'd see the same type of person in that mirror. And it would hang our heads in shame because, as Paul said, such was some of you. We all fit the description, unworthy. But that's what makes grace so amazing, isn't it? Yes. And and it's not lessened because the object of it has demerit and has many sins. Because I think when Paul gets through painting... uh, the picture of the Roman Gentile world in Romans 1. Uh, I used to have a pastor uh, with us that used to say, hey, we've gone full circle. Uh, We have now become the first century world Uh, in its moral behavior. It's outrageous. The outlandish things that go on uh, when you can't determine what the gender of a child is. Uh, this is insanity. And uh, when pornography of children abounds, uh, we're gross sinners, mm. gross sinners, and we are liable. We're unsafe. I heard a man say uh, human beings are more dangerous than a rattlesnake. Uh, rattlesnakes don't stalk our people in the streets. Right. And, you know, and so that, yes, Putin can be saved. We want to remember, I, I was uh, flew into Kiev and did a pastor's conference in Whitechapel, uh, Ukraine. And there were mainly uh, Baptist preachers, might have been some Pentecostals. But uh, the building we were in, there's about four or 500 of us. Uh, we, when we breathed, it was fog. It, it was, was cold. that cold. cold. Yeah. And the dear sisters were cooking for us in snow, and all we ate all that conference that week was cabbage and potatoes. I don't think we had any meat. And a very poor, the songs were, sound like death marches, because they've suffered much, Mm -hmm. suffered much. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you read any history, uh, Hitler uh, buried entire villages occupied by Jewish people in the Ukraine, just a whole holocaust to destroy the Jewish people. And it's an amazing thing to me. The president of Ukraine is a Jewish brother. Yeah. And uh, uh, no, 
No, we, we need to be praying for those. I've been praying, God, restrain Putin. Yeah. Restrain him because I don't want to see old women mm-hmm. and old men and young children slaughtered that speak the same language as Putin, yeah. have the same ethnicity, but the man wants more real estate and whatever his avarice is. But uh, we need to pray for that church and for those dear people. We do, and we will here as we uh, begin to wrap things up here tonight on Lifeline. We're going to take another quick time out. But when we come back, I, I, I just, to, just to clarify we are discussing just how deep grace is and how far-reaching it is. It can take a Putin. It can take a... It didn't, but it could. It could take a Hitler. It could, It did take a Manasseh. <laughs> the hound of heaven will always find its prey. It will never get lost. Quick time out. We'll be back in just a moment as Lifeline continues. And now, back to Lifeline. We are back. It's Lifeline and yum, yum. <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, we know we're on the air. Nate's going, no, man, you're on the air. Yeah, we know we're on the air, Nate. We're just talking about, huh? The mic is messed up? It can't be messed up. Oh, there we go. How about that? Now, there. All better now. I had my Dinovites, and now I'm fixed. <laughs> We're good. It's Lifeline. It's coming to the end of the program, folks. We're getting loopy. Uh, it is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, your host this evening, and it is our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And, I, you know, you, you, you can laugh. You can enjoy life. You can delight. You can. I love this word. To me, this is a biblical word, although it's not. But mirth. Mirth connotes this godly joy, you know, or laughter. It's not just guffaw and falderaw. I mean, mirth. Yeah. I always love that word. Yeah. But we, because of grace. Because of grace. Man, we have life. And I, you know, I, I have always loved John. And behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us. You use that word lavish. I mean, our English version. But, you know, the the Greek language doesn't have exclamation points and punctuation marks. We have to add it in to connote the fact that he's not just saying, hey, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, lavished upon us. No, it, it's almost as if he's, here's this old man going, look at this! He's, <laughs> you know, you get the sense that he's screaming from the top of his lung. He just, at this age, he still can't get it. So we have to put those that exclamation point in there. Behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. That's what we are. <laughs> he just, he can't believe it. And I, I, boy, I tell you what, the older I get, I, I can stand shoulder to shoulder with John and go, you're right. That's what we, I don't get this. This is amazing. But this is what grace gives us, isn't it, Phil? Yes. I mean, this is the, this is kind of not the end result, but this is, this is some of the, the cherry on top, if you will, of grace. Absolutely. And I love in that first John uh, three, he uses a word when he says, behold, what manner uh, it, it's a, in the Greek, it's a foreign. Yeah. Uh, what foreign kind of th- this is not human. Yeah. Uh, th- this it's is otherworldly. Other otherworldly. Yeah. 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 And it's been lavish. 
the love of God has been gushed abroad in our heart. And I love that Romans 5. I used to always take that, uh, he gushed his love so that I love him. But it's not that. It's it's his love for me because our love is like a yo-yo, hot, cold, up, down, all this. But it says, his love for me, that is the certainty on my worst day. Yeah. Is that he's still loving you. It's unconditional. Hmm. And this is grace. This is what we've been talking about tonight, isn't it? Final thoughts on grace before we take our final time out and go to prayer. Well, the grace of God is what keeps you being kept by the power of God. And I'd say, dear believer, this world can just crowd in and deceive you. You can fail, be beat up. But if you only knew you're standing before God, that he's established, read Ephesians 1. He, he names about 15 things. He's chosen you. He's forgiven you. He's redeemed you. He's sealed you. Uh, on and on. All of it's been done. Uh, matter of fact, you're sealed and ready for delivery. You're, you're on your way home, and none of us earned it. And that's why, you know, I had a uh, pastor friend of mine one time. Uh, he had a, oh, a very strict holiness kind of a background. And he said, do you ever uh, just confess to God how bad you are, whatever, and, and you're afraid to even approach him? And uh, I said, uh, no. I said, get over it. I said, do like Luther said, love God with all your heart and sin boldly. Quit sneaking up on the throne. He <laughs> He knows what you've done. Just boldly claim this forgiveness, this status, and I am awed by your grace. And God, you knew you saved a wreck, but let's rejoice that you saved us. Mm. And so that there be no bragging in heaven on anything but the Lamb. It's God's work. If he hadn't come up with it, it it never would have happened. But just think, you're God's special project. You're his poem. Oh, I love that. Uh, The poema. Poema. That that is an intimacy that we don't often understand, but it is there, isn't it? It I love how he uses that word. And you remember he told the Corinthians, you are our epistles written Written on on the spirit of God. I don't need letters of recommendation. You are. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard this before. I, I, I kind of like it. I think it, I think it works. It's a simple little illustration. Those, uh, those secret decoder, uh, films that came in Captain Crunch years ago. And basically it was just a piece of red cellophane. And then you would put it on the back of the box of that Captain Crunch and, and there'd be a bunch of red dots all over this thing. But when you take this red cellophane and put it up, all the red dots would disappear and all you'd have left would be the blue dots. And so it'd have a secret message of blue dots because the red cellophane canceled out the red dots. And I see grace like that. Grace is Christ's blood that God sees us through. And he sees his son's blood, and he sees our our sin is just as red, and it cancels it out. It cancels it out. And, you know, I, Leon Morris helped me 
understand blood. That when you say blood, most of you are thinking of blood plasma. You can't stand to, you know, go to a hospital. I don't want to see. Blood is a, uh, what can I say, a summary word that represents a vicious death under the penalty of God. And it, it's just, we use blood to represent the death of Christ on the cross. We're not talking about we drink blood plasma. We, we don't take communion to drink blood plasma. We celebrate what was accomplished in the vicious death of Calvary. That, that blood, that work of his still is effectual today. That blood is, life is in the blood. And that life drains out of our Savior unto death. Unto death. And that's what we celebrate. And we're covered by it. I love, we used to sing a song, uh, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass Mm -hmm. over you. And I often say, God, I'm under the blood. We used to do that. We would sing it, I'm under the blood. And I am. We are. We are covered. And this is Yom Kippur. The time of atonement. It and is. I want to say, I'm under the blood. And we get to, yes. Oh, Easter coming up soon. Hey, is there something, anything going on here at uh, Valley Bible uh, during Easter? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting strange looks. I'm just like, what? Are we going to do anything? We can, is there a sunrise service? Am I asking questions neither one of you well, know well, anything we, about? We just <laughs> attend and try to pay just, and try to give. We're just... Uh, I'm just a congregant. I now. just got back in town, so I'm not up to date. <laughs> well, I know that if you visit valleybible.org, you will find all the details about uh, upcoming Easter services, Good Friday services, and the like. And uh, if if I if I know uh, our body here, I know that uh, it is a, a great time of celebration. We. Uh, we we never let Easter slip by without a without something more than yeah Good Friday and Easter. So uh, I tell you what, if you go to valleybible.org, you can get all the details. We would in, man consider this a personal invitation to join us, uh, especially if you're not linked into a, a church near you at at, at this time. Um, you're you're more than welcome to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. And in fact, if nine and eleven. Uh, are our worship times. And if you'll let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio program, that would be super cool. All right. We're going to take a final time out before Lifeline wraps up this evening. And when we come back, we do want to spend some time in prayer for our brothers and sisters in Kiev, in Ukraine, Mariupol, and uh, uh, other cities that are under attack by a, a brutal dictator. So we'll do that when we come back as Lifeline continues after this. And now back to Lifeline. And we are. We are back. This is Lifeline. Pastor Phil Howard coming down to the wire. And as we do so, we want to close out with uh, a, a short time of prayer. And uh, just to, to let you know, our listeners, that, uh, man, Ukraine is not a country that is void of grace, the grace we've been discussing tonight. Uh, Phil, you you were talking about doing a a pastor's conference and about 400 Baptist pastors at one time. I know because I've uh, I've been uh, a member of the the Nazarene Church up in Weaverville, where I'm from, and uh, because I'm the missions coordinator, 
I know that we have over 10,000 churches in Ukraine, wow. Nazarene churches inside of Ukraine. Many churches with the WANA programs. I yes. Mean, over 2,000. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those churches, uh, many of them have stayed. In fact, we, we actually got a video where a Mums and Tots group, uh, moms and their kids are making Molotov cocktails. My. You know? Um My. But it's it's the church. Yeah. There's a <laughs> seminary know? there in uh, Kiev that uh, uh, a, a wonderful school. Many yeah. guys go there. I mean, there's many believers in the Ukraine. There are. And also in Poland, Romania. Uh, and now we've got, at least from my denomination, we have a bunch of Nazarene churches in Poland and Romania and Moldova that have come alongside all these refugees. We're doing crisis care packages. Um, It's just amazing how the church has responded to this. And how many Russians are even shocked at what their president is doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, that this is a shock. So we've got, uh, brother, we've got about eight minutes left. I think that's plenty enough time to spend some time in prayer. Um, if you want to get us started, I can finish this up. And uh, actually, Chuck, if you want to chime in, you're more than welcome to join us as well. Phil, will you lead us in prayer? Our Father, we come to you on behalf of world conditions. Uh, you said there would be wars and rumors of wars, and we live with it. Uh, there's North Korea just sent off another rocket uh, they say could reach the United States. So they're emboldened to keep testing their rockets. Another deal is supposed to be made with Iran to withhold their firing power, and their atomic uh, power. Uh, we don't know where China's going to go, but we know that Russia has invaded a country that wants to be left in peace, wants to worship God, wants an economy that is not having to to be dependent on Russia. Father, would you restrain Putin from going any further? Restrain him and that army from killing innocent children, innocent adults, the civilian population, Even the soldiers fighting are civilian dads and brothers. Oh, Father, we pray, restore peace, restore sanity, as it were, to that area. We pray for those who are believers in Jesus, our brothers and our sisters that have fled. Millions have fled the country already. We ask you, Lord, for divine help. Give them peace in the night. Give them blankets to keep their babies warm. Give them milk to feed crying babies. Strengthen these precious mothers that are trying to guard these children and protect their husbands, their fathers, their brothers. Oh, Father, in this, in this sovereignly, sovereignly intervene and prevent any more killing, any more aggression. Please change the mind of the Kremlin. Change the mind of Putin. Save him. 
He needs a Savior. Mm. He needs Christ. Oh, would you restrain him? Strengthen our brothers and sisters. Bring peace. Bring peace to that land so the gospel can prosper. You told us in 1 Timothy 2 to pray for civil authorities in order that we may abide in peace and get on with the gospel. We pray that you would do this, especially in the Ukraine at this point in time. Please rescue those dear people. Father, we, we look to your word. I mean, that is, that is the only place we have, is you. And you have, you've expressed yourself to us through your word. You've explained yourself to us. You've mm-hmm. revealed yourself to us. And as I read your word, I, I see the likes of a proud, arrogant Nebuchadnezzar or a proud, arrogant Manasseh, mm-hmm. uh, the worst of the worst, boastfully arrogant, proud. And yet you humble them and you redeem them. Would you not do that for the likes of Putin? Would you not reach out your right arm of salvation? Please, Lord. Redeem this man. Oh, what a way to end a war. Turn him to to Christ. The one in charge of it. May you be be shown strong on behalf of all those in Ukraine and even those Russians who wonder what they're doing and why. This is one man. We pray, Father, that you would use the saints in Ukraine, Moldova, Poland, Romania, other refugee camps. Use our brothers and sisters to be the arm of grace, to be the arm of, of, of comfort and of salve and of, of peace. Thank you for the opportunity as believers in Christ to show acts of mercy, express acts of mercy and kindness. May our brothers and sisters have that, uh, that boldness. Please fill them, Father. Yes, Minister yes. to these people. And, and, and may those who come and experience that mercy understand and know that it, this is no ordinary mercy. This is, this is born from on high. Yes, it is. Please, Father, show yourself strong, on their behalf, thwart the enemy, save him, save your elect, and save some more, as Spurgeon once said. (laughs) And we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Thank you for our listeners tonight. Thank you for those who stuck around and spent time with us here on the program. I pray that you would encourage them, give them reasons to consider the grace we've discussed here this evening. May it linger in their hearts and in their minds. May they find more answers as the questions return. And may your grace uh, be glorified in our lives this evening. Thank you again for the opportunity we've had to uh, share and uh, uh, just speak of your grace and your love and your kindness. I pray that you go before us now into into this weekend and the rest of next week. And uh, may you be glorified in all we say and do. In your name, Jesus, amen. 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 Well, grace is grace, isn't it? Yes, it is. Andy, you know what? Uh, There's a Thai restaurant down here before you hit the freeway. Right. And I'll buy you 
dinner. Oh, See, sh- can, can we invite our listeners who are listening in still? <laughs> <laughs> they're still they're still listening. We we're not no, quite no. done yet. You've still got a minute, brother. <laughs> we'll see you at the time. <laughs> Oh, as always, it is a joy to spend time with you, brother, here on the program. And uh, you got any ideas what we want to talk about next month? No, I haven't thought of it. Not a clue. No, I usually know about three days before. <laughs> we could talk about faith next time around. We've dealt with grace. Yeah. Now, we, Or we could do mercy. I don't know. How about if we let our listeners, if you go to valleybible.org and drop us a quick email and say, hey, what about this? Uh, we'll take a look at some questions that you might have. As always, we're, we're willing to discuss things that uh, are on the hearts and minds of our listeners as well. So we'll work it that way as well. In the meantime, I think we're... Uh, Nate, how are we doing on time? Are we almost out of here? Um, 6.58. 6.58. Are we, are, are we almost done, brother? Can you speak to me? Oh, Nate. Oh, wise and great Nate. There he is. I knew it was coming up. When you said great. Ah, the the, the all, yeah, he's hiding behind that curtain. We found him. Toto was over there barking away. Thank you, Nate, for covering uh, the bases and taking care of all those wonderful buttons that you push and make everything happen so well around here. And uh, again, thanks to uh, Pastor Phil Howard, who's made things happen. And you, round out the trifecta with those wonderful ears of yours and your company. Have a great evening. We'll see you here next time on another edition of Lifeline on KFAX. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.